busy, busy day. Jim, I don't like you. I just wanted to let you know right off the get-go that I do not like you. What have I done now? Existed. I like Chris. Oh, he laughed at your dumb joke earlier, so I maybe I like him less now than I did before. Yeah. Here you go, Jim. That's what well, I think about you. Are we going to get your cat's ass again? There we go. Oh, nice. Yeah, there you go. That's what I think. <laughs> Oh, uh, you come for the pool talk and you stay for the cat's asshole. Yeah. How are we doing, fellas? All good, mate. You? Yeah, not too bad. Can't complain. I'm enjoying the pool. World Cup of Pool started. Brilliant. Love it. One of my favorite events. This is a, yeah, this is a pretty good stretch of time for uh, for pool, isn't it? Yeah, it's incredible. Eh? Thank you, Matchroom. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Matchroom is... Um, and maybe it's just because I'm on a little bit of a high from that final, which is, in my mind, uh, that is the greatest final I've ever watched. Uh, it didn't have the characters, I would say, that you would like to see. I mean, the only way that, that final could get any better if it was Shane Van Boning and Joshua Phil or Shane Van Boning and Jason Shaw or something like that. But, I mean, Mark Beisterbosch is definitely not an unknown player. Um, I would definitely not say he's a, uh, a super popular player on tour. I mean, it's not like one of the top... 15 players that you you want to see although he does have a very exciting uh playing style so you know maybe maybe this is him building a uh uh more of a profile for himself but i'm telling you what as far as you didn't look at who the players were you just watched that that is easily the best finals i've ever watched chris what do you think yeah, it was exciting it was something different for sure um I mentioned to Jim a minute ago, uh, Mark, he kept riding the nine when he wasn't, there wasn't really maybe something obvious on. He took his chance to get the nine moving. Um, and a couple of times he <clears throat> fluked another ball, uh, playing the same type of shot. But yeah, um, apart from that, we got to see two really, really naturally talented guys who um, we haven't seen on the, the matchroom big stage in a while. Dang, he were, I know he got to the last stages of some tournaments a few years ago, uh, but to see like talent at that level uh, from different players' class just shows how much strength and depth there is throughout the tour, I think. Certainly. Jim, what do you think? It was, it was a, uh, it was a dream final for Matchroom, not just for us as fans. It was it was absolutely perfect for them. You know, uh, Emily Fraser and the Matchroom team they're trying to they're trying to grow the sport, they're trying to promote the sport, they're trying to bring it to a wider audience. If you've tuned into that and you've just been flicking through the channels and that's come on the television, you've thought, oh, I'll just watch this for a little bit, and you've never really watched pool before. That's what you're going to watch it again. If you think that that's how pool is played all the time, that's exactly what you need. That's exactly what. Matchroom <laughs> in order to sell the sport because that was Boy, are you going to be disappointed <laughs> that was, yeah i know you're going to be disappointed <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't go to the venue and watch, don't go to the venue and watch those four hour long matches on the back tables no <laughs> yeah <laughs> but this is what this is what they need this is what they need to be promoting the sport it was absolutely i mean dang quick player mark quick powerful player going for his shots you know i mean that's the way Mark plays. You know, I know Mark's game. I know Mark. I've played practice sets against him. I've played small money uh, sets against him. 
it's how he always plays. It's how he plays in the Dutch uh, Super League. Um, and he has this mindset that he has a game plan before he goes out there. And it doesn't matter what the score is. It doesn't matter what the situation in the match is. He will stick to his guns and he'll stick to his game plan. He won't change the way he plays. And um, it was it was great to see. We were watching it all. We were we had the the finals of the the, the Dutch uh, Premier, the Dutch Super League. It's called the Eredivisie. It means honor division, but we call it, let's just call it the Premier League. And so all the teams were in one location playing the final matches to decide the championships and relegation. And of course, the television's on and Mark's playing in the semi-finals and we all just stopped playing. We were just watching. We were crowded around the TV watching them. The atmosphere was amazing. And if you can imagine that being something that, that is that is happening all over the world when your guy's in there, when, when there's a guy, you know, these are the things you want. You want to have these, these bars and you want to have these pool halls full of people who are sitting watching, you know, the, 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 whether it's their friends or their favourites playing. I mean, it was... Um, it was great to see. Uh, I, I, I thoroughly, we all thoroughly enjoyed it. It's, you know, it's unfortunate that Mark didn't go over the line. He, he, he took a shot at it. You know, he was never going to walk away from the table, not taking on a chance to win. That's just not his style. You know, so he went for it. He, the bank almost went. You know, uh, the bank on the eight. He almost made it. He made an incredible shot on the seven to get onto the eight and. He's gone for it. It would have been shots back to back to back. Yeah, it would have been the greatest out in history. You know, it would have been the greatest out in history to win a tournament kind of thing, you know. And he was very close to getting it. And certainly in the category. Yeah, I'll be interested to see how he, you know, how he processes that over the next day or two before he has to play World Cup of Pool again with Niels. Niels will be feeling he's got a partner that's in dead stroke now. And, you know, his confidence is high. And, um, you know, watch out for the Dutch. If if Mark can keep the energy, it, it would be natural to have a little bit of a letdown after a, a, a tournament like that, and the energy levels to to drop slightly. And Mark's game is very much the basis of Mark's game is his energy level and uh, you know how he approaches uh, the the game. So I mean, be interesting to see what what kind of conversations Niels have he's in, with him. He's obviously an expert on these kind of things, and if his energies at levels are a bit low, um, he didn't seem too down. I sent him a message. Um, he didn't seem too down. He seemed to you know he was. Um, seemed pretty upbeat kind of thing. Um, so we'll 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 see how he gets on. But I mean, uh, it's uh, just amazing to see him. It, for me, it was great to see. Mark always seems like that guy that just doesn't care because he goes for all his shots. You know, he, he doesn't seem to really care about the result. He just wants to play pool and enjoy it, and 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 you know, enjoy the game and play it the way it should be played. But I saw for the first time nerves in him. You know, and he's quarterfinal and he's semi-final. He sort of fell over the line a couple of times. He had a big lead against um, uh, Hawk. He had a big lead against him, 9-4, missed a couple of balls. All of a sudden, it's hill-hill. The guy hangs a nine-ball combi over and leaves Mark an easy out kind of thing to finish it, which he needed, I think, to get over the line. Um, Pierce kind of let him uh, off the hook a little. Yeah, Pierce let him off the hood, missing uh, the, the black to go on the hill. But these... Seeing him actually get nervous and miss balls indicates to me that he does actually care and that he really, really wants to accomplish something, which, you know, which was always a question in my head. Does is he, He's just playing because he really enjoys it. He has fun with it. And if he wins, he wins. If he doesn't, he doesn't. He doesn't really care, you know. Um, but you saw that he does actually care and the fist pumps were coming out. And uh, I haven't seen that from him since, I think, World uh, European 10 ball he won maybe about four or five years ago or something like that. Um 
So good to see. You. I'll be glad. I'll be interested to see where it goes from here. Uh, I think Matchroom have found two new poster boys. You know, that play the game the way they want them to play the game. There's been a couple of them coming through. You know, everyone got all excited about the way Sufi plays the game. Now these two guys, I've never seen a crowd react to at a Matchroom event to a single table situation in a Matchroom event like that before. You know, the crowd were really getting into it. It looked like they were really enjoying it. All the songs were coming out in between, and they yeah, were all the we will the we will rock you. They were going crazy for that one. It, it was it was almost like a Moscone Cup atmosphere at an individual event, and they haven't had that. And this is what they want to be creating, you know. And uh, I think it was a massive bonus for 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 Matchroom. I think that goes down as a massive success as an event, and a lot of it's down to those two guys in the final. And a shout out to Skylar Woodward for another semi final performance. I mean, yeah, how good is he playing at the moment? You know, and to see how he gets on with Shane. Um, it looks like Shane's a guy that's got to step up a little bit if that team's going to do something. You know. Um, I, I just hope that with, the sky, bringing, with bringing up Sky, with bringing up Sky, I just want I just hope that he does he's not the next Mario He, and I don't I don't mean that as any like disrespect to Mario He, but now Sky's now made the semifinals of two straight tournaments, and couldn't get over the line. I mean, obviously you're playing against the best players in the world at this point. Everybody's in stroke, and it, it's hard to win any match in one of these tournaments. Nonetheless, when you're this deep into the tournament and everybody's playing good, but this is I mean. You can't look at Sky's performance at the finals, uh, you know, in that in that semifinal match down the stretch, and not look at it and be like, he didn't, he wasn't, he wasn't playing well. I mean, he he just looked like he went from completely just crushing coping Yi to the next day, and it's a new day, but he just was not ready for that match. It did not look yeah, like he, he was ready for that match. He just peaked too early, you know. He's hit the crest of whatever wave he's been running on, playing well for the last couple of months. That was the Top. That was the match of the tournament, certainly. It, yeah, and, and the performance of the, the performance of the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, the performance of the tournament. He reached. Yeah, he played better than that than anybody else played in any match in the entire. He played better than Phil did when he uh, had his run at the uh, at the UK yeah. when he that that match he played uh, also against Cole was it? No, it might be. Yeah, yeah, it might also be yeah, when he yeah, shot it was, Cole. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah. Cole's been given some seat uh, action uh, in the last couple of tournaments he's played in he's after winning the Masters. Getting the Jason Shaw treatment. Yeah, yeah he's been getting Jason. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I, I mean, this is it, these events. Are, I mean, I was talking to Sky and Shane and 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 and, and Fedor um, at the UK Open, and I was saying these these events are so so tough. Uh, I think a joke was made about you know that Sky said something to Shane like a, you know you you always get the live stream table why you know it's so easy, much easier for you to win these events because you're getting so much more time on the on the the main table and Shane's answer was well go ahead and win five US Opens and you'll probably get more time on the match room <laughs> table as well and Sky turned around and says yeah but nobody's ever going to win five US Opens because of blah 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 I won't say exactly what he said and Shane said yeah you're right <laughs> <laughs> so it these, is, I mean. It, this the setup. Let's let's just say the setup of these tournaments makes it a lot more difficult for anybody to dominate. Shall we just put it that way? And they're just very very tough to win, you know. And there's always going to be surprise results. I mean, even I'll go back to talking about Mark. His run. If you looked at from the draw for the last sixty four, you would say if he's going to win this tournament, if he's going to get to the finalist tournament, he's going to have to beat Sanchez Ruiz. He's going to have to beat Wu, and he's going to have to beat Fedor. Every single round, they got beat before they had to play Mark. And then the guy that he had to play didn't play as well as he did when they beat the big guys, you know? So it sort of opened up a little bit for Mark as well. But it is, it's, it's just incredibly tough, even for these top guys, to get through that field. So 
you know, let's not to be too hard on Skyler. He's gone too. He's gone. He's the only guy that was in both sets of semifinals yeah. in the last two events. You know, so he hasn't won one, but he's knocking on the door, and he's got to be happy that he's he's consistently performing, and it's not just happening just once in a while for him. You know, he has a consistency yeah. now, and if you keep knocking on the door, eventually it's going to open. Yeah. You know, he's putting himself. He's continually putting him in the himself in the position to win these tournaments. You would think at some stage he's going to walk through it, you know? But That's what we we'll keep see. saying about Mario He, though, too. That's why I started this with saying I'm hoping. <laughs> yes, I, okay. I believe... You could say that about a lot of players. Well, Jason hasn't won a match from event either. Yeah. There's, yeah. yeah, there's too yeah. many good players. And... Federer, um, Jason hasn't won one. Federer hasn't won. Okay, he's not, not been given the opportunity, you know, but there's a lot of, lot of very, very good players that haven't won one, you know, so. Yeah. Not easy. Uh... Not easy. Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess l- let's talk about that final match because l- let's talk Hill Hill because I think that this is one of the one of the interesting parts about this match. It, it comes down Hill Hill. Uh, Mark has a chance to run out uh, the I guess Hill the eleven uh, and misses the bank on the eight ball. Uh, he plays a pretty aggressive run out to try to get. Out. I don't know. I don't know that you had to try to run out. You certainly had to try to run out after you made the second shot. I think, but. Uh, you know, there's a couple potentials for safeties after that. I think once it gets Hill Hill, he's playing that ultra aggressive style. What did you guys what did you guys think about the caramonts of the nine ball? The, I guess for anybody who didn't watch it, first off, get over to wherever you can find this and and watch it. Cause it, it was it was absolutely I mean, it's perfect to watch. I mean, it was the most entertaining match of pool that, like I said, I've I've probably ever watched. It gets Hill Hill. Uh, he's got a very tricky one nine carom. I don't think it was on. Uh, I don't think it was on. Either. If, we 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 said when we were watching it, it's not on. The nine's too high. Yeah, we all if, said if, we if, if, yeah. with how, how far away the cue ball was. If the cue ball yeah. was maybe four foot, you closer, could get more. You, into could, you could you yeah. could get a little bit more uh, backspin on it to try to get mm-hmm. into that that carom. Uh, but he didn't go into it just to make the ball. I mean, he he went into it to get it moving. Because if he wanted to think... really actually make the ball, he would have hit it a lot softer to let that draw catch. But I, I think know, he was just I... trying to get it moving because the two, the two and the four were tied up, and the three and the six or something like that were tied up. The the runout was not; it really was not on. I mean, it. But there was also make, it... there was also a Go ball. Ahead. There was also a ball on the uh, just underneath the first diamond above the pocket that the the nine was tracking to. So because he was yep. setting it low on the nine that ball became also a possibility for the nine to go in off. And I think Mark's just looked at this and thought, you know what? I don't see an easy safe. You know, it wasn't really the, the part on the I shot. Can, I can, tough. There's balls tied up. I can have a hit at this. And even if I, even if I don't make it, even if I leave it, it's a tough out for this guy to, to take. But if I make it, everyone's all good, you know? So, I mean, I think he's had a swing for it. He's decided that if I, if I have a, if I have one shot to win this tournament, I'm having a go at it. You know, that's just the way he plays the game. If he makes it, he's an absolute hero, you know? Yeah. Yep. And, and from that shot, uh, he tries to, he tries to carry him the nine ball in, uh, gets it moving pretty, pretty firm. Uh, You know, there's an outside chance he can even bank it. Uh, There's an outside chance he could go three cushions into the side pocket, but he ends up opening up, uh, one of the one of the two yes. problem balls, and, and then unfortunately for him, leaves a perfect opportunity to play a lockup safe, or a pretty damn close to lockup safe, while opening up the only other problem ball too. Yeah. And uh, dang to his credit, 
plays the shot absolutely perfect, freezes him on the backside of the ball, opens up the, I believe it was the four ball at that time. I think it was the eight and the four, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, opens that ball up and get uh, uh, Mark kicks a hit and then leaves an opportunity and Dang took it and sprinted right through. Got a little bit funny on the six ball. Uh, he's looking like he was actually going to scratch on the six ball, uh, but ended up getting just underneath the angle enough to be able to force it down table for the seven runs out. I, I guess, ultimately, what do you think about that shot, Jim? Do you think that was the best shot for that moment? Or do you think it was a little rushed? Attacking the nine. Yep. Is it the right shot? I mean, you're on, you're on, a, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're hill hill. In the biggest match you've ever played in your life, the shot the, the shot clock is ticking away. You know, you're you're you had a swing at it in the rack before and just just didn't get out. You know, if that that, that eight ball's very close to banking and then he's he's perfect on the nine, you know. Um is it the right shot? He's got to the final plane like that, you know, and I always say or I, I always I, I try and say to people, look, you know, never let the score. I mean, it's very difficult, and it's always going to be situations where I'm. Never let the score change your decision process. You know, if it's the right shot at one-one, it's the right shot anytime. You know, if it's the right shot, he'll. If he sees it, if he if he sees it, and he thinks he's got a chance at making it, you know, if he plays a safety and he leaves and he leaves an open table, he's going to be pissed off with himself that he didn't have a, have a swing at it. You know. It's one shot. It's one shot to win the biggest title of your career, you know. Uh, and I wouldn't even say it. I wouldn't even say it cost him the title. I, I think you, it's easy to look at that last rack and say, you know, that was a mistake that cost you the title. But throughout a match, there's lots of mistakes. There's lots of things that happen, you know. That, 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 yeah. That, he and he missed yeah. a couple of balls. I mean, he did, they, they both did, you know. And, he, and, and Mark, got, Mark got a lucky. Got Mark had a bit of the run of the the ball as well, you know. Um, it just it just wasn't meant to be, you know. And I think once he said a, a couple of days to process it, I'll be massively proud of what he's achieved. You know, um, he got a massive round of he got a, a, a massive round of applause from everybody when he just as big a round of applause as when he lost than is what he did when he won the semi final. You know, so I mean, everybody overseers massively proud of them of, of, of what he's achieved. You know, and all his friends were there. They were they were they were there was one one guy his best mate Gary. He was struggling with it. He was bright red. He was pissing with sweat. He's just sitting there like this the whole time. Oh, no. they, you, know, you need to calm down, mate. Calm down. He's, he was going through all sorts of... <laughs> he was up and he was down. He's like, yes, I'm... Oh, shit. <laughs> it was amazing. Great atmosphere. But wrong shot. Not for me to say. It's a shot he played. Um, don't know. Until you're in that position, you I mean, you don't know what shot you play yourself, right? It's tough. It's tough. What do you think, Chris? Uh, only Mark has got the right to say whether it was the right or wrong shot. Completely up to him. You're in. You're in the wrong. You're on the wrong show to uh, to not have an opinion on it, buddy. You got to that, at least. That is, that, that's my opinion. <laughs> that, 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 that's my opinion. Um, I'm all for doing whatever you want to do on the pool table. Some people, you could look at the way that anybody plays. And say they could be better if they did this. They could be better. They win more if they did X, Y, and Z. And I just think, f that. You know, pool's game. It's there to be enjoyed. Exactly. Mark enjoys the way he plays. So do whatever you want. But Mark will come out of that. I would imagine a better player because 
he probably the close shaves he had throughout the back end of the tournament. I bet you there's a couple of shots where he thinks, "Oh shit, I wouldn't do that again." You know, that yeah, somebody think... back in, or he'll be a better player for all of that. I think he he'll have learned a lot about himself during that tournament. Yeah, and um, and I mean, talking about that shot again, let's not forget it wasn't the first time he'd had a swing at the nine. And he fluked a couple of balls. He fluked a couple of balls having a swing at the nine. So he's probably feeling quite good about his chances of making something <laughs> by doing it, you know? Sure. But Dang didn't let that style of play offensive. <clears throat> There'll be there's other players that would have got pissed off if they were playing against Mark and he was going for those things. Dang didn't let that affect him at all. He was mm -hmm. not phased by it in the slightest. And I know players that would be they let that annoy them. They let that get to them. Yes. Yeah. Especially if the player is uh, lesser lesser than your ability. Drives me freaking crazy. When somebody somebody who can't, you know, if you're playing amateur pool and somebody who can't run from the five ball out, Jim, shut your mouth. Uh, and, you know, they're just swinging away as many times as possibly can. Yeah. Yeah, that's not. But yeah, I mean, this is just story. just for reference. I mean, this is this is not ideal. Uh, but uh, you know, this is the shot that he takes on. Uh, see, I mean, I can see looking at that. If, right if the cue ball was, thinks, if the cue ball was, go ahead. He thinks he can draw into that with bottom right and twist the nine ball towards the back. Yeah, Do you agree? He thinks he can twist it towards the back. Um, that's that's fine. definitely the shot he's he's playing there. I think he's not just trying to catch. He's not trying to catch the potting angle because it's pretty impossible to do, to be fair. He's trying to twist the nine ball into the bag. Yeah. I mean, look at, I mean, look, I mean, looking at the other side of that speed. You could also go say, ahead, you, you should also just, you could also say you should just be play, making the one going forward off the nine with a little bit of left hand effect and he's going to come up towards the, the 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 side rail anyway but if you look at it the five the five doesn't look well five maybe just goes past the eight the, the i mean it looks it looks like a re, it looks like not, a reasonably open table from there the five does not go by the eight uh because nope. later on later on they were on it and it, it does it did not go okay well i would say though there's still the safety options still there with that shot you know I, how many of them he looked at, but there are containing shots, not lockups, but containing shots. When the shot was played, I I, I thought it was more on than it was. Um, they they eventually showed a side angle, and it, it the nine ball was too high. Uh, for this shot can be made, but it definitely cannot be made at the speed that uh, that Mark hits it at. There's just enough time for the draw to catch. But I don't know that he was necessarily trying to make it there. I think he was trying to just get it moving aggressively and maybe just to rely on a roll, maybe rely on like the, the rack just being too tough and taking that one swing at you know your the biggest title of your your career. It's hard to know exactly what's going on in his head, but at the speed that he hit it at, there's just no way that you can make that ball. You got to get that cue ball to draw just a little bit before it gets to that nine ball to really have a chance of potting that. Uh we agree on that, I would assume. Yeah, yeah. The the the, the like I said, we, we we were watching, we were all watching, and we all said the camera's not on. It's the, the nine is too high. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't hate the shot though. I mean, there's a lot of good rolls that could happen out of it. There's a lot of bad rolls that could happen out of it. But I mean, sometimes, I mean, sometimes you know, 
I don't think that they say like if uh, if if your safety is just as tough as potting the ball, play the pot. I don't see any safety there that is routine. I mean, there's nothing. There's there's nothing there. I don't, see, that, I don't see a safe. I don't see a safety that's easier than making the one. I mean, well, that's the, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I, I actually yeah. like just trying to take the one ball on. I maybe get to the point where you're on the five ball and then play safe off of that. I mean, you could bank the five up by a six ball, try to get uh, your cue ball underneath the uh, underneath the eight. Even from just, I mean, even just create the distance. Even if you get rid of, even if you just get rid of the one and the two, and you've got a, you you get a decent, you get to the center of the table, you've got an easy safe on the three, just just a stop and the three round three rails and get behind the four, you know. There's there's plenty of safety that, opportunities. You, you can even you can even play the same shot if you get on the two a bit funny. You can just play the two round and leave the cue ball behind the seven. There, there are safety options, you know. Yeah, just none of those open up the five ball. I mean, ultimately the the no, thing okay, the five but, ball. but actually, I I I didn't. Uh, my thought on this is. You know, with where that six ball is, if you can get on, or, um, with yeah, with where that six ball is, you could basically put the five ball in just about any tough position that you could you could really want to, and that six ball is just going to be so to get onto that uh, most safeties from the five ball are going to be significantly better because of that. Yeah. Just just get onto the five ball and leave distance. I mean, there's nothing in the center of the table. If, if your cue ball is, you know, down by the bottom cushion and your five ball's up by the six ball, there's nothing in the middle for for Dang to really, you know, get a a, a snooker on. And probably whatever you're going to end up com- getting with is going to be, it's probably going to be a tough pot, but you, you should have a look at something to be able to, I don't know, I guess, uh, get a swing at the win with. I, I but at the end maybe of the day, like, just, I, maybe, I, maybe he just talked himself into thinking that it did go. I mean, yeah. you don't know what's going yeah. through. You know what? When he get when he gets back from the Spanish Open, I'll get him on the show and we'll talk to him and ask him. Yeah, well, that's that'll be fun. But um, I think it's a case I don't of hate his you know, live, live live by the sword, die by the sword. That's the kind of game he plays, yeah. and he went for it. And I don't hate his decision. I I don't think that it was wrong. I don't yeah. think that there was anything there that was obvious enough that you could say, well, duh, why didn't you do this? I think everything, all your options there are just, none of them are that good. Conversely, I don't think there's anybody in the top 10 goes for the same shot. No. I don't. I don't, maybe I, don't, I, don't, I don't think any of the, I don't think any of the, the serial winners, you know, any of the guys that are, that have established themselves as champions, I don't think any of them play the shot. No. no. Correct. I don't think so either. Maybe, maybe I don't think I, I don't think but I don't think any of them play eighty percent of the shots that Mark took on in order to get himself in at the final either, you know. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. And what do we? And and to be honest, you've said it yourself. <laughs> you've said it yourself. The best final you've seen. I mean, oh, and a big part. A big part of that was the shot makings and the attempts and the the the, the ones that kind of looked a bit silly because they really didn't come off. You know, yeah. <laughs> that you think, what the hell is that? But you know, that's what happens when you shoot when you when you when you shoot for all or nothing. With the, the like 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 Mark does. You know, when it comes off, you're a hero. When it doesn't, you think, what the hell? What have you done? It's all part of it, isn't it? But let's not forget Dang. What a, what, what a player Dang was. Yeah, played fast, fast-paced player. He, he was also, he was loving it. He was getting involved with the crowd. Seems like a really nice, genuinely nice guy. So congratulations to him. I hope he, I hope he stays around and keeps playing more events. 
Well, I remember, uh, what was it, uh, at the Moscone Cup, and it was Tyre and Josh. And I believe Josh was up 4-0 to zero or 4-1. to one. Uh, Tyler wins one rack and starts like fist pumping, getting the crowd involved. He wins a second rack. He starts hamming it up a little bit more, you know, getting the crowd involved. I think he even wins one more. I think he, I think he ends up losing five to three. And I think that's actually the rack that he misses that eight ball, right? He, he missed, he he dubbed, it was a seven ball or the eight ball up the rail. Yeah. A, yeah. It was right down. It was almost straight in. He tries to draw back. I, I still don't know how that ball hung up, but yeah, he misses that ball to make it. I think it was Hill Hill. If he makes that. And, uh, you know, Tyler caught a lot of slack on Facebook for that. Uh, and I defended him then saying, like, that's the atmosphere. That's what you do. I mean, that is the Moscone Cup. That is that it doesn't matter if, like, you're perfectly uh, unscathed with your celebrating. That's that's just what you do there. You get the crowd involved. You try to play those mental games with your opponent. And the only reason I bring that up is, like, Dang was doing that when he was when he was down 12 to 10. He won that first rack. He was fist bumping already. He wins the second one. He was fist bumping even more to get a hill hill. I mean, he was. That's one of those situations where he was. He was loving it. Yeah, I think he was was just genuinely loving the competitive spirit and the the atmosphere in there. You know, he was just having the time of his life. You know, and I think Mark was as well, right up until, you know, the last rack. Yeah, and even then, I still think he, you know, he 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 enjoyed the experience. You have to enjoy that. If you can't, if you if you if you haven't enjoyed that, even even in losing, then you're in the wrong business. Let's be honest. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's a. I mean, it's gonna. It's gonna. Physics. It's gonna hurt initially, and it's gonna take a little bit of time to process. But when you look back on it, yeah. I mean, how awesome would it must have been to be just involved in that match? That the best match the matchroom have produced mm-hmm. uh, in a tournament by far that we've seen on TV, yeah. kind of thing. You know, um, just amazing, amazing entertainment, and uh, perfect for matchroom. Perfect for what they're trying to do. You know. Yeah. And I, I don't know the exact uh, I don't know the exact um, trajectory of the match, but I'm pretty sure in saying that neither player, both players had led in the match, uh, probably at least twice I would think, and neither player trailed by more than three racks. It was uh, Mark was down four one at one stage. Sorry, as well. I know it was four one. Four one. Did they get six two? Not sure. I don't think it might be six two. Down, I think, or maybe that was against maybe that was in the semi. No, I think it was 4 1 down, and then he came back and then he got to 10 8. Well, I'm looking at it right now, he's he's up 8 6. Uh, Dang was up, or Mark Mark was up. Uh, I'm just kind of going through back to zone right now, just kind of like taking big chunks off. I know it went 4 1 in the beginning, yeah. Yeah, it looks like it was five two, at one point. Five two, okay. So yeah, it was never more than a three game lead. But you know what? That that, that you know three three is, lead you know, three three is a reasonable lead, but three is like ten minutes for these guys. You know, yeah. When they get Especially on a run, you know, that you know your lead, it can go like that. You know, they're just pumping balls in, and you know. Well, we saw up. what Sky did. We saw what Sky did against Coping Yi in about 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. He was up like so, 7-0 after 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, if there weren't the commercial game, breaks. That's the, way, that's the way the game should be played. It's the way the game needs to be played in order to promote it, to make it a commercially viable product. That's the way it needs to be played. So I'm so I'm so glad that I mean I don't care who the names are. I'm just I want 
I want all the finals or and, and all the television stuff, all the stuff that goes on Sky. It needs to be these guys that are playing it. It makes it so much easier for Matchroom. It makes it so much better for Pool if it's these kind of players that are getting to these stages, you know? Um, don't matter to me who it is, but we want to see these entertaining matches. We want to see quick fire. We want to see uh, shot making. We want to see bizarre things happening, you know? And, and you know, loved it. Brilliant. So so we've talked about uh, we've talked about Mark. We've talked about uh, Dang. Uh, we've talked a little bit about Sky. Uh, I guess let's talk about the biggest surprise. The biggest surprise for me, and this is you know pleasant surprise because he's a, he's a good friend. P.S. Labudas making the uh, the semifinals, and the way he did it was. Did you guys watch him and uh, Albin by chance? Yeah. No, I saw his match against Fedor. Oh, but no, I know that Alvin was. I know that Alvin was way up on him. Was it eight two or something or eight four? So the shot that Alvin missed um, to win that set, just a gentle little cut of the. I want to say the seven ball or the eight ball down the rail. Uh, it was maybe. A, uh, I mean, if if we're gonna, maybe I can do it this way. Um, the nine ball was almost about where the three ball was, and the cue ball was almost about where the cue ball was. I mean, it was it was almost that level of shot that was missed on Alvin. And that was at Hill Hill. Uh, that is, I mean, maybe I just need to pull up the shot. I'll, I'll pull up an actual screenshot of it. But like that was, I mean, that was it. I mean, that was a big head scratcher to me. And that just shows how far Alvin has, I don't want to say he's fallen, but I mean, about two years ago, he was, he was basically FSR before FSR was FSR. I mean, he was winning most of the events. He was um, at the finals for most of them. I mean, he was, he was just crushing it. Uh, I don't know. I mean, these things are weird. I mean, when you have this many great players, it's it's just it doesn't take much to lose at these matches. Yeah, the, Which, those four inch pockets. Anything is missable. Literally anything you take your eye off. Anything, anything is missable. Wasn't the case two years ago. Yeah. 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 That that is true. I mean, I I just got my table, my nine foot set up, and it, I got four and a quarter inch pockets, and I I don't even I don't even know how you play in four inch pockets. I mean, obviously, the these top level players are in completely different stratospheres from even well, Jim and I. Chris, Chris is way better than Jim, so Jim can be in my category. Starting <laughs> you just, right now, you just you just want to you just want to make sure you say that every single podcast, don't you? Yeah. Don't worry, we'll play each other one day. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's those pocket. I mean, just four and a quarter inch the predator uh, pockets that I have, they can make you look absolutely silly. Yeah, it. Yeah. I. You've got to be more accurate. Though. You know, you've got to be more accurate. You've got to have your eye, and you've got to be. You know, it's get it's getting hey, to the stage where, the, where the, the, the the toughest balls are the balls from the center of the table, because you're looking Jim, down. Don't lean back too long. Your shot. You if you if you lean back too far, you might fall into those pockets you have in your table over there. Those are those are pretty big. Don't fall in that. Mm-hmm. All right, then. Nate, yeah. <laughs> Chris laugh, that's all I care about. But the, you know, <laughs> the, the, the those tables, those tables especially, that you know, four inch, the center of the pocket is still where it's always been. The rest of the pocket isn't. So, you know, playing balls down rails, little thin snicks, trying to cheat a bit in the pocket, cheat the pocket now. You're you're really with death now if you're trying to cheat the pocket and trying to create an angle. Playing things. It's all about the yeah. It's about the speed you play at. You've got to play at the correct speed. speed. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 all about that. 
Um, so yeah, the game's changing for the better. Pattern plays got to be a lot, lot better now than would be however many years ago, even five years ago. I say um, pattern's got to be a lot, lot better. Well, yeah, and that's like one of the big, uh, the biggest arguments as to why the uh, you know the 1990s pool player was better than. Uh, this generation is like, well, none of the players these days have a stroke. None of them get the ball around on, you know, shag carpet and, you know, unclean balls and blah, blah, blah. And they, well, those shots aren't even available on these tables. Yeah, the shots aren't available, but, you know, that argument to me is nonsense. There's more technically, there's more, more there are far, far more technically players nowadays than what 20 years ago 30 definitely 30 years ago jesus yeah you're getting old chris the the thing with these the thing with these tables now with the four inch pockets it's much more difficult difficult to rescue yourself if you get out of line you know you got players whose whose cube cue ball is maybe not as strong but They've just they can just pot everything and they're 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 getting out from everywhere. They're losing the cue ball, but they're rescuing with the next shot. Those a lot of those shots just aren't available, or they're just way more difficult now with the tables. And then now you're that's why you're seeing balls potted, uh, missed. If people are getting on the wrong side of balls and having to force it round angles with a lot of spin, you've got to be accurate in those pockets. If you're trying to force something, you catch it. You, you catch it wrong, it's going to hang. You know, it's as simple yeah. as that. You're not, yeah. So. And I mean, you've seen it at the World Cup of Pool, you know, just on day one, the amount of balls are getting missed and pretty easy balls as well. They're getting missed. And these guys are in stroke. They've been playing the Spanish Open, you know, they, they you know, and they're missing balls that are pretty simple balls, you know. Um, just being over your cue and looking down the line of your shot and seeing that corner pa- pocket in the distance, and you're looking and thinking, that's the smallest corner pocket I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and it, it, it literally is the smallest corner pocket you've ever seen in your life. I mean, how often have you played in a four-inch pocket? I haven't played in it very much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you're looking down and thinking, "Jesus, that's small." You're looking at the you're looking at the middle pocket, just a, a, the the nine on the spot, trying to play it straight in the middle pocket. You're looking at it, you're thinking, "There's not a lot of pocket there." No, <laughs> they're scary. Those middle bags are scary. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I mean, Myanmar. Uh, I mean, we're going to talk about the World Cup here in a second. Uh, uh, if you're if you're watching the that Myanmar is playing and one of their players is a snooker player and he's missing balls all over the place. Now his his partner I don't I don't think it's his partner is definitely not on the level of most of the competitors in this world. Say uh, he's leaving his partner pretty tough on a lot of things, but he was he's walking around with a snooker cue, so I just assume that he's a snooker player. Uh, that's what his profession is, and he was he was not able to make balls on these tables, so. I mean, it's- Jack, Laz- Jack Lazowski couldn't run a rack, and he's one of the best snooker players in the world. I watched one of his match; he couldn't make anything. Yeah, you know, yeah. and that's yeah. no that's no disrespect to Jack. He is one of the best snooker players in the world. But you're playing with a heavier cue ball. He's playing with a a, a cue that he's not used to. He's he's putting effect on a ball, and it's just flying off. And the, I mean, he's probably it's probably not the correct pool cue for him in the first place. It's just one that he's borrowed off somebody. You know, I mean, you, you need to play this game for a little bit of time and try out some different cues, some different equipment before you know which one fits to you. But he was missing balls by a whole diamond as soon as he was putting just a little bit of left or right-hand side on it. You know, it's like, yeah, it's a different game. It's just a different game. You know, Gary Wilson has done incredibly well to adapt as well as he has, but he's still only got to the last 16, which is still, in my opinion, a very good effort from him considering how little he's played. But he's still a way off 
being anywhere near winning one of these events, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's not, um, it's not something you can dip into and just win a tour. It's not going to. No, it's not of course happen. not. But then, you, you know, even Gary missed a couple of crazy balls last week. Yeah, yeah. He missed yeah. dead straight, almost dead straight in nines, or he missed one off the red. straight in nine. Yeah, missed it. He's a beast of points. Yep. Yeah, there's, there's no gimmicks anymore, none at all. No. Yep. So I guess uh, this started with uh, P.S. Labudas was my big surprise of the tournament. Uh, Jim, did you have one? My big surprise of the tournament? I think the final was a big surprise. I don't think anyone would have picked those two for the final. I think that's a massive I, surprise. Um, I think you could have uh, given everybody a uh, catch, Catchy's brother. Catchy's brother, yeah. there you go. Looks like a hell of a player. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Catch will be having a word with him, saying, "Okay, you've had your fun now. Go back to playing snooker. I'm the I'm the pool catchy. Okay, you can uh, go back to your snooker table and take care of those guys because he looked he, he looked like somebody who can play the game. You know, um, be interesting to see if he comes back again. Um, yeah. The surprises. I mean, there were surprises. There was. There seemed to be surprise results wise. There seemed to be surprises every day, which is great to see. You know. Yeah. Chris, did you have any big takeaways, surprises from the event? No, just uh, Cledio, I think. Uh, that was the that was the main one. Uh, he's obviously played a lot. Um, you know, I, I know he's a snooker player and stuff, but he's obviously played pool a lot because he was playing D-right shots all the time. He wasn't playing any, you know, there's traps that snooker players would fall into and they don't know how to, you know, what shots to play mm. and, you know, leaving themselves straight by accident and stuff like that. He wasn't doing any of that. He knew exactly what was going on. Um, he's quite young as well, isn't he? What is he, like 17 or something? 17. Uh, there's an eight-year difference. At the end. 17. Uh, is that, uh, well, Kachi can only be 23. Yeah, no, Kachi's 25 and he's 17, I think. Yeah, yeah. eight-year difference, I think it is. Yeah, yeah so... Uh, <laughs> I, I, no, I don't, I, don't, I don't think Kachi's that old. Kachi couldn't play. There's no way that Kachi's been able to play the uh, the Derby City Classic for four years. There's no way. He couldn't. Pl- he couldn't play the. He could not play the Derby City Classic at COVID time. There's no way. He's not 25. Um, okay. yeah, he did, right. 24, uh, 24 and 17. Then he he he, he went. He was there in 2019 when I, I went. But they changed the. So you used to be able to get into the horseshoe when the casino for the yeah, he's 24 18, and they changed the rules didn't they you needed to be 21 okay, so he's 24 year old but I, I think i think claudio is 17 um but i mean to be he's walking and watching him walk around the table if you just put catchy's beard on his brother it would, you would say it was the same guy you know even the way they walk the way they stand over the queue everything their mannerisms for sure <laughs> their mannerisms were very close they both look 35 Yeah. Uh, I mean, okay. Okay. So, uh, I guess, is there anything else that we want to discuss for the Spanish Open before we move on to the uh, World Cup of Pool? No. Well done, Maxim. Another successful event. Brilliant stuff. Enjoyed it. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the this the standard that uh, Matchroom is putting on is it's it's unrivaled at this point. Um, I mean. I, I would like to see if there's one thing I was disappointed from. Uh, it's not a matchroom thing, but it, it's still, I mean, and this is an inaugural event, right? But uh, there still is not that many people in there. Even for the finals, the the stadium was maybe, or the seats were maybe half full, give or take. Uh, 
I would like to see more people support these. With that being said, I'm not jumping on a plane and going to the Spanish Open. <laughs> so yeah. it was in the middle of nowhere as well, essentially, wasn't it? Yeah. In, it looks like a lovely yeah. place, though. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 it's full, it looks like yeah, a lovely place. Nowhere, yeah. isn't it? Um, but, you know, in five, six years' time, they'll be able to hold these things in major cities, and then you'll get the crowd. Of course. Yes, because, I mean, it costs a lot of money to, you know, to get a venue in Madrid compared to a venue in yeah. Lugo, then, yeah. you know, big different different yeah. financial. Uh... All right, World Cup of Pool. Yeah, World Cup of Pool. So uh, I guess it, it's actually going on, as we speak. Uh, going on as we speak. Um, Philippines knocks out the defending champions, uh, Spain, 7-5. to five, And I believe Spain was up 5-2 to two in that match. 5-3. Yeah. Am I right in saying 5-3? 5-3, when they ran the last was, four. Yeah. I, haven't, yeah, I haven't gotten around to watching it yet. Uh, that was when I was still asleep is when that started. So I think that started at like 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. my time. Yes. Haven't seen it yet. Uh, Great Britain uh, finishes off Qatar. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, the Qatar team just seemed surprising to me. Uh, uh, they were poor. They were, they, were, they were rubbish is what they were. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. no, dis no disrespect. What happened to uh, Walid Majid? Yeah, um, well, I mean, Walid Majid is – I mean, and he's not even like a world-class player, I wouldn't say. But he's he still – he would still get both of those guys. He's still – yeah. Uh, and the breaks, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm not sure exactly where Malid is. Uh, hopefully he's okay because he's like one of the nicest guys you're ever going to meet mm -hmm. on tour. Um, he's actually a lot like a Muhammad Sufi, where like he, everybody in the world just loves him and they love being around him. He's a really nice guy. So I'm not exactly sure what happened to him. Uh, hopefully he's still playing or I don't know, doing all right. Uh, Moving on, I guess uh, Canada beats uh, Myanmar in uh, another match that just didn't really look like it belonged. Uh, when you when you see some of the teams that didn't get the nod, like Estonia, for example, uh, I just don't see why you have to have a Myanmar. I would assume that Matchroom is trying to expand the the, the base of viewers. Uh, Global reach. Estonia is a small country. How many viewers do they get from Estonia? Certainly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Certainly. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I would like to think that, that that is not the case, that they're not looking at things that they get from a country to decide who gets in and who doesn't. At the end of the day, I guess the, the answer is very simple. If you want to be there, be in the top 16, right? Because yeah. then you get an automatic bid, right? If you, if you want to rely on a wild card, don't. Just get there. Qualify. So, and that's in that case, easy. Uh, Albania just finished off Peru. That finished up very recently. Uh, Singapore and Greece. Singapore gets the nod seven to six. Uh, I watched that was that was the match I watched as I was waking up. Phenomenal match uh, for a hot second there. And hopefully, uh, Rick doesn't watch this one because uh, he's a good friend of mine. But I'm pretty sure halfway through that match, Aloysius was begging for the his partner from last year back. Uh, Sharik was really struggling to uh, to get some balls down. <laughs> He ends up coming with some big shots at the end to get over the finish line. Uh, the well, I was just, I, I was just, I was just glad to see him playing a shot, not think, not standing five minutes looking at every single shot like he did against me at the UK Open. <laughs> Shark is a very slow player. He's always been, a, he's always been a, an absolute. Well, Chris, was, Chris was watching it. It was Chris was watching. It was absolutely. He left halfway through. He was absolutely ridiculous. I think I, I left halfway well, through the first frame. I think it took about twenty minutes to get that far. <laughs> He is not a he is not a quick player. 
uh, by any stretch of the imagination. He, the Greece, gave, played... Greece, Greece gave that Greece, Greece gave that one away. They had so many opportunities. Nikos must have oh, missed a couple of balls. Alex was having a Alex was not enjoying himself out there. Greece should have won that match comfortably. Yeah. Oh, I mean, they should have won it three times in the last in the last mat or the last game alone when it was Hill Hill. Mm. I mean, um, but Singapore moves on, and sometimes that's just the match that it takes to get uh, to get flowing. So. Maybe this is a little spark that uh, Sharik and Singapore needs. You know that Aloysius is going to be there. I, I did find it funny. Did you did you watch that match, Jim? Yes. Yeah. I find it very funny how often Michael. It was uh, who was in the the comms. It was uh, Carl and uh, was it Michael? Could be. Okay. Wh- whoever was in the box with uh, whoever was in the box with Carl, he said about a million times of these four players, the only one that you can really rely on is Aloysius. So it's yeah. not a surprise that Aloysius is playing okay. And I'm looking over there, I'm like, Alex Kazakis, he's won the Wisconsin Open. He's won the World Pool Masters. He's been in the, the semifinals and finals of a million big events. I mean, uh, yes, Aloysius, yeah, he's been in the He's won way more than a lot. Like, Aloysius, yeah, has not won anything that, no, no. that uh, Alex is. Now, do I think that Alex is as good as player? Is Aloysius? Uh, no, I think Aloysius is a slightly better player. But you're talking about like friends between the players at this point. And if you look at the resumes, Alex is absolutely worthy of being in the same category. Of, but he was just getting torched by the commentary. It was. Yeah. I mean, the biggest problems I have with Phil Yates is the guy just the guy just basically sits there and craps on whoever whoever like he doesn't seem to like. And I'm I'm very happy to, that I haven't heard his voice for a little while because it, it's it's tortured like the way he just absolutely rips on these players and it seems like it seems like this commentator is starting to take up that role a little bit and it's it's just a little I don't know there's a there's a place for it I guess it just it's just weird to me. What are you gonna do? <laughs> no opinion. <laughs> <sighs> Our opinions on that kind of thing mean nothing anyway. I mean, yeah, I, I just sit back. A lot of the time, I don't actually listen to what's going on. I'm just watching it, you know? Um, yeah. But, I yeah, I do, I, 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 do, I do remember him saying that, you know, that. Uh, but he also said uh, in the same sentence, Sharik is, is clearly the weakest out of the four and Yap is just more solid out of the four. And, okay. He was probably right oh, wow. in that match. He was. In that match, so, that's exactly the way it was. I mean, you could argue that Nikos was actually the weakest out of the four with the balls that were missed. But well, yeah. uh, Sharik's not like a—he's not a, a super well-known player. I think he gets overshadowed a lot by Aloysius, but he he's can a play. Seven, he's I, a seven—he's a seven seventy Fargo, you know. Yeah, he's a—he's he a solid player. I mean, he shouldn't be missing balls like the two ball he missed in the very first rack. I mean, <laughs> the thing's basically hanging over the pocket. He's just got to cut it in. <laughs> yeah, but okay. Yeah, I, I, I've played a lot against Shark. When I was playing college nationals, he was he was a Lindenwood, uh, one of Mark Wilson's uh, players. He came over to to study in Le- at Lindenwood to basically get work with Mark Wilson. So he can play. I mean, he he was in the finals of every college nationals that I was there. I believe. I think we mm-hmm. lost Chris. I think his internet's been bad for a little while. Uh, but uh, he was in the finals of most of them. I, mean, I think he won two. One or two of them, and then he lost to uh, Landon Shuffett a few times, and I think maybe he lost to Chris Reinhold when he was there. Uh, but he, the the kid can play. I mean, Shark's a great player. He's you don't get to a seven seventy Fargo by accident. 
Exactly. I mean, he's at he's at that level of father where, where where that he needs to make a step up. I'm getting an echo from somebody. Have you got something on there, Chris? Yeah, sorry. Volume on. Um, we'll give you one second. He needs to he needs to step up now. I mean, seven seventy ain't going to do it. Seven seventy, you're not yep. going to make a living playing pool at seven seventy. So something needs to happen in his game to make that jump. Um, and we'll see. There's a lot of players around about there. You know, Tyler, for example, he's around about there. You know. Um, that's it's not that's not a level that's going to make you any money playing this game, you know. Um, not if you're relying, not if you're not, or not if you're relying on your tournament finishes. I mean, exactly. you're going to have to have some sponsors that help you out. Yeah. But um, uh, so yeah, a couple of shocks already, but not really. I mean, they'd all have been sitting there. All the big seeds would have been sitting there, looking at it, thinking, right, don't give me China and don't give me the Philippines, and Spain get the Philippines. Yeah, and they put them out. And the thing that made me laugh, I posted it on Facebook as well. <laughs> and as soon as the last nine ball went in, they put the music on in the arena and it was Coldplay Viva La Vida, La Vida which starts with, I used to rule the world. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh yeah, nice one, Matt. What a song to pick that is. <laughs> yes, they Pretty did use to rule the world anymore. But um, it's no surprise for me that the Philippines beat them. Neither of the two, the, 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 both the Spaniards, both uh, uh, Al-Qaeda and um, Sanchez Ruiz seem to struggle a little bit with the, the, the extra pressure that comes with uh, playing in Spain uh, at the Spanish Open, didn't get the results that they wanted, kind of underachieved. And you could kind of tell when they were playing the match that, you know, they weren't completely, you know, there was they had that extra expectation in the crowd and you noticed it when I mean I'm, when you're watching on TV, you're thinking, well, how much of the crowd is actually Spanish? How much is like other player players that are watching and and their entourage or whatever or supporters for other teams? As soon as the match was finished, the next match came on, the crowd went from about four hundred people to three or something. Like that. <laughs> so it was just Spaniards in there supporting the team. They got put out. They went home, and then there's like there's left with no crowd for the next match. You know, which was disappointing to see. Because uh, it looked like it was going to be quite a nice atmosphere for the first day and evening of the, of of the World Cup of pool. The next match must have been Greece and Singapore, then, huh? Yeah, and there was nobody in yeah. there for that. Um, and uh, tonight for the first match, it looked okay, but nothing like it was for the Spain. Pretty match. sparse. Um, it's pretty sparse. And, uh, Jason Elliott played okay. Qatar, you know, they they, they didn't need to play well to beat him, but they, they were pretty poor. Uh, Elliott missed a couple of balls. Jason. I'm glad that yeah played too badly and but the glad that Elliot got a little bit more settled in because yeah the, it was the good first, really first rack yeah. I mean the first rack Jason got Elliot onto an absolute perfect six ball it was not easy to four get ball. Or, well, five ball five, four ball four, four ball five ball, ball, uh, four uh, ball purple five purple five yeah five, <laughs> ball. five ball. I mean he yeah. got him on absolutely perfect onto that five mm -hmm. ball and Elliot missed it by three quarters of a diamond and it was like the wrong miss too. If you're going to miss that ball, you want to cut it too much. And he, he cut it like nowhere close to enough. Yeah, but just give, give him a bit of time to get those, get those mistakes out. out. You're going to make them. There's no two ways about it. Everybody's done it. Just give him a little bit of time. Make yeah, mistakes. of course. Gone, he got settled. Gone, gone. Yeah. Chris, uh, do you have a microphone on that headset that you're using? I do. Yeah. I think it's going through your phone. Could you check to make sure that you're using the microphone? Because it's just you're really quiet, oh, right, Jim? He's yeah. pretty quiet. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. El Elliot. I mean, Elliot. He got to hit some balls. He got to play some racks. 
it was made easier for them so they could relax. He hit some nice shots and he hit some shots that he'll need to improve um, if they're go if they're to go further. But so did Jason. Jason, you know, he needed yeah. to. He well, the safety play was, you know, the safety play was um, terrible between both teams. The safety play was absolutely terrible. Uh, I say terrible. Like, I mean, it just seems like the edge of the ball was it always lost. seemed like there was half a ball sticking out on every single safety. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they had a they had a safety battle for what like six or seven shots between both teams that uh, Qatar and uh, eventually ended up hanging the two ball over the pocket. That, uh, but then Elliot ended up hooking Jason on the very next shot. And it went through another safety. I mean, there was probably twelve safeties that were played in that, and not one of them were. Well, let's not forget these. Consider... These this ras on table with a new cloth on it plays unlike anything they've been playing on for the last week. You know, even the diamond with a new cloth on it doesn't play like a, a ras on with a new cloth on it. So there's different sure. speeds. They have to get used to it. Um, you're and you're in there at the moment. Be, Jason is the only one that has that experience. Yes, and you're there at the World Cup of Pool. It's a race of seven. All you want is just to get through that first match, get a little bit of table time, get through the first match. You don't even care what the score is. You know, ideally, you'd probably want it to be seven six because you've then played more racks and got a little bit more feel for the table kind of thing. You just want to play some shots, get through the first round, get through the second round, and then as the races start to get extended a little bit, you've had the table time. Then it's up to you to start playing good pool because you you know everything about the table, the atmosphere, the the, the the environment you're in. Then the best players need to start coming through. At the moment, it's a bit of a survival thing. They got a good draw there. It was an easy it was an easy match for them. They'll be happy with that. They both got some table time. They'll enjoy their night tonight. They probably don't have to play again now, now until Friday. Job done. All good. You know. Uh, it will not get easier. They, they, had they will have to play probably, probably, probably Vietnam. Um, Vietnam, yeah. But Kuwait is Kuwait is brutal too. I mean, Omar Al or uh, not Omar Al Shaheen. Uh, I guess we haven't seen him for a, a couple of years, really. Um, Better Al Dawadi and uh, uh, Abdul Al Yusuf, great team. Mm -hmm. I mean, absolutely great team. Uh, the the Vietnam uh, the Vietnam team. It seems like Vietnam is almost like. How spoiled are we going to be when the Asian Open comes around? When you see all these Taiwanese players, these Chinese players, these Vietnamese players that we can't like, we don't even know. We don't even know who they are, or where they came from, and they run out from everywhere. Don't How brutal is this Asian Open going to be? Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised if the. I'm going to say. I'm going to say. Don't be surprised if the semi-final is four Asians, and don't be surprised if the quarter-final is at least six Asians. From from oh, for the. I would be more surprised if it wasn't, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, I could see, like, there's players, obviously there's European players that could sneak through. Shane could always put a run together. Sky could always put a run together. Uh, this is this is going to be the toughest event the Matchroom's ever had. And I don't think it'll be close. Just just a guess. It's going to be the toughest event to win. This 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 Winning the Asian Open will be a bigger achievement in, in, a, in a sporting sense, and, and how difficult it would be than winning the world championships. You will have to play better. You will have to play better to win the Asian Open than you would to have won the world championships. I do not disagree with that at all. There's a lot of dead weight. There's a lot of dead weight in the U.S. Open. There's mm -hmm. a lot. There's actually a pretty decent amount of dead weight in the in the World Championships. There will be no dead weight in the Asian Open, unless I go. And then there will be more dead weight in that mat in that tournament than the world championships, just from Jim alone. Wow, you just don't stop, do you? 
I see the thing is the thing with you and me, Jim, is like I'm willing to take my shots publicly on the podcast, and you take all yours behind the scenes to be respectful. But <laughs> you always you always start it, so then I feel like I'm justified by taking my shots on the podcast. What did I do? I'm always <laughs> nothing but nice and civil to you. Chris will stunts. Chris will tell you I'm always nice to you. That's true. So, so Chris, what do you think? What's your uh, what's your what's your prediction for the rest of the uh, World Cup of Pool? Who's your winner? Can you guys hear me now? Uh, barely. Barely. What's going on? Try pull pull the phone closer to your mouth. I just want to see where the microphone is coming in at. This is what we do. We troubleshoot on the fly. Yeah, sorry. What about that? Is that better? Not better. No. All right, Jim, you take over. Who do you think, uh, who's your pick for the rest of the World Cup of Pool? I have no idea. I could never really don't. There's no, I, I could just throw names at you and I don't. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you who I think my, my semifinals are going to be. Okay. I'm going to go with. Pooh, Chinese Taipei. And they will play against Austria. Austria is currently down two to zero. Did I say Austria? I meant, uh, no, no, I'm still going to say against Australia. They'll still win that. I'm going with Austria. And then I'm going <laughs> to go with. Oh, that's really open. That side. Yeah, there's the, the bottom side is significantly weaker. I'm gonna go with Germany and China. There you go. Pick one of them. China against Chinese Taipei final. China to win. China to win. Well, it's I mean, it certainly isn't uh, isn't a bad pick, is it? Well, we there's ain't so got many. Uh, there's, there's so many. There's so many. There's so many possibilities. Uh, I mean, I want boring picks. I'm gonna go for boring picks. This is gonna be fun. They're not picks. I'm gonna do you. You had boring picks. I'm gonna have fun picks. I like. I like this. This is the first year I think that Shane and Sky put it together. I think that it's going to be the semifinals are going to be Shane and Sky USA. And I never pick USA, so that should say something. And you'll pick Poland, side, and you'll pick Poland for the other one because you love Polish people. And I will take Poland. So USA and Poland. I knew it. I knew you picked Poland. The Poles. What can you, I know say? Poles. you know that You know that Wojtek's not playing in this one. Oh, he's not. Oh, no. okay. Um. So let's see. Uh. Uh. All right. I'll pick Poland then. All right, Poland. Poland and USA on the bottom side, and on the top side, it's going to be fun. I'm going to take Vietnam. Philippines, and I'm going to take a Philip or a, a Vietnam Poland final with Vietnam winning. Chris, what you got? I'm going. You can hear me now. Yeah, good slightly enough. better actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going for um, either the USA or the Netherlands to win. Oh, you think the thing that shall get? I like that. The way Mark played last week, Neil's being so strong, that could end up being such that that dynamic could turn into something 
we'll learn a lot from that first match because they've got a tough match against Hong Kong. You know, I mean, that's um, yeah. low wholesome and um, Robbie Capito. Robbie Capito. That's a yeah. tough team. You know, that's that's not an easy first round draw. So we'll, we'll learn a lot about the Dutch team from that one. I think. Yeah. 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 Oh. Uh, yeah. I think USA have got a great chance. Sky outperforming Shane is the perfect way to go into this event. Well, he is at the moment, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. So it's the perfect way. Well, not only out-competing him, Sky knocked him out. Yeah. Sky beat him as well. <laughs> yeah. Sky beat so, him out, right? Yeah. I like it. I don't know. Let's hear everybody out there. Uh, everybody, I'm going to – we'll we'll play a little Jacob ad here because you know they take care of us and we need to take care of them the best cues on the market in my humble opinion we're going to run their ad and i, I want to hear everybody while we're doing this get your uh get your get your comments in who do you think is going to win this event who's going to be in the final and who's going to be your champion give a huge shout out to uh the rest of our sponsors uh horo tips onboard sportswear digital pool salado billiards digest and insight performance coaching all of them are allow us to do what we do over here so thank you all very much and uh we will also give a shout out to the patrons that uh support the show and allow us to keep doing what we're doing too uh, Double Dave Q's, Dave Wiersma, Mo Bashir, Cody Wedig, Ed Ladawi, Matt Poland, and Morgan Lupton. Thank you all for what you do. And with that being said, I think we're good for the day. Anything else you guys want to uh, discuss? Oh, should we talk about the bunny match in the UK quickly? Oh, we should talk about that. <laughs> we? Uh, no. How much fun was that? That's not fun. It was bullshit. Bullshit. And see if that had been my beer that somebody had thrown. You'd know exactly who it was. <laughs> well, this is obviously something that you two are more passionate about. I'm sure you probably have more idea on who it was and what the situation is. So why don't well, whoever whoever wants to volunteer, go ahead and tell us about it. Chris, you're the eight ball player. I'll let you take this. Um, 
so there was a match in the UK at the weekend. Uh, two good players, Sean Story and Ian Alley. Sean Story has been winning a lot of events on Ultimate Pool, and Ian Alley hasn't been playing a lot of tournament pool. Both really good players. So they played for 90 grand a side, so 180k pot, best to 30. Um, they played in a pub slash club in Essex in the UK. Um, and it went hill hill. It went 29 each. Now, throughout the day, both sets of both guys had their own sets of fans there. Um, and it was pretty raucous throughout the day. But it gets down to 29 each. Sean Story pots a great red across the top rail to leave himself on the black. Just needs to pot the black for 180 grand. And as he walks around to pot the black, somebody in the crowd lobs a bottle of beer onto the table. Throwing it across the barrier, into the middle of the table, beer everywhere, knocks a cue ball, and that's when all the fun and games started. And it was actually, it was the most perfect throw that you could imagine because they threw this full bottle of beer, it bounced <laughs> off one of the rails, went into the centre of the table, and then spun a couple of times, so as all the beer flew out of the ball, <laughs> it was a perfect throw. Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, just a just just a disgrace to to. Oh, it's, it's it's hard to put into words. Hard to put into words. Bananas, do you think that's uh, seeing this in a? Do you think that seeing this in a money match? Um, do you think Matchroom throws up their antennas and says, "Oh, what are we going to do about this?" Or do you think they just put this as a one-off and don't? Don't care. Well, there's a, the ultimate pool is the real drive is the company that's driving. Matchroom don't care about that. What Matchroom about eight ball? This worked out perfect for Matchroom. If they oh, I know it's worked out perfect. But ultimate pool are the driving force behind professional pool in the UK. And um, well, oh, I understand that, but you it. you can. Go ahead. Well, go ahead. Uh, so. The ultimate pool weren't involved in this promotion of this money match at all. But the guy who was backing Ultimate Pool and all the people that work there have put in so much good work to promote the game. And then something shit like that happens. And, the, you know, this thing was in, uh, it was all over social media, but it was also in uh, one of the newspapers in the UK as well the following day. And it caught a bit of traction. So it's taken English 8 ball back. Well, you can say. It's just taking it back to where it started, which was in a shit place to begin with. Yeah. Jim, any thoughts? Um, oh, actually, really quick before, I do apologize. There's something going on with uh, this website, uh, with the Facebook chat. Uh, the Facebook chat, none, nothing's showing up. So uh, sorry that we can't participate with everybody who's sending messages on Facebook. It seems that only YouTube and Twitch are working for comments today. I'm not really sure what's going on with that. So I just want to acknowledge that. Okay, Jim, go ahead. Um, yeah, it's a disgrace. Um, there's been some names that have been brandished around as being the possible culprits, but nothing. I haven't heard anything definite yet. Um, the match has been paid out. From what I've heard, the match has been paid out. Uh, it's considered a win for the guy, for, for Sean Story. He just had a simple black, a black that a guy like him ain't going to miss. Um so the, the 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 money's been paid out. It's just a shame, you know. It's uh, that this kind of thing happens on 
on the live stream, you know, we've talked about it in the in the, the, the American scene as well, you know, the live stream matches, you know, Billy having his, his, his problem with the, the, yeah. the live stream. And this is the same kind of thing. You know, this match was built up to be the biggest the biggest money match in, in eight ball history. And it's ended with some idiot throwing a bottle of beer on the table. Uh, it's just a bit of a shame, you know. And uh, I didn't watch it, but apparently it was thoroughly entertaining for the entire match, right up to 29-29. It's exactly what you want to see if you've tuned in, if you've paid for the stream and you've tuned in. This is exactly what you want to see, unless you've got money on one of the guys and you're, you're starting to get a bit, <laughs> you know, that this is what you want to see. And, um, and then it ends like that. It's uh... But, okay, you, you don't know. They say that, you know, negative publicity is also publicity but i don't really see how a positive spin can be put on on something like that yeah well, you're, you're, players, you know it's uh but that's it when when there's a lot of money on the line uh you know and people have been drinking all day this is a long match it's going on for hours and hours and hours you got people in the crowd that have been drinking all day it's the culture there you know and uh then somebody just goes a bit too far with it yeah so this is my ignorance to uh, this is my ignorance to just not knowing the eight ball culture. But uh, it was, if I'm not mistaken, I think that the the rules for that there was there was some questions as to whether or not they would pay it out. Ultimately, they did pay it out, but wasn't. Uh, am I wrong in saying that uh, I saw that somewhere online that they were trying to actually replay the entire frame from there? Yeah, I mean they had a professional referee. Well, the guy doesn't referee for a living but he referees professional games and he's well respected from what i know uh, and there are this situation unbelievably is accounted for in black ball rules that's the rule set they were playing so the only in the uk was... baby <laughs> <laughs> so uh you know um the referee did the right thing which was to re you know to replace the balls where they where they were supposed to go, Sean didn't have to put the ball because Ian Alley and his crew bailed. They they left, um, so he didn't have to put it. They effectively conceded, um, and the guy controlling the money on Ian Alley's side um, paid out. Um, so you've got to say fair play to to him because I'm sure there was a lot of people not wanting them to do it. But he collected all the money. He paid. He met the guy. He met the other guy the next day. Handed over all the dollar. So. But, I mean, at the end of the day, if that money doesn't get paid out, then it would be, it would have been the death of money match pool because then all of a sudden anybody who's watching one of these matches they just have to do something stupid and they save their money, you well, know? Yeah, you, I, you get, yeah. I, I think it should be the end of it anyway. I don't think there's there would be a case there would be a case for saying that yes. There's nothing for the game to gain off. Um, publicizing um this sort of crap uh, yeah. for the for the for the good of the game and it's been in bad place if people watching this think that american pool has been in a bad place um you've got no idea where english eight ball has been um we're talking about just the, the most disrespected game in in the entire country um with some really talented people involved uh, that haven't had the the shot darren Jason, Carl Boys, all those guys had to move away from English 8-Ball um, and go and play a completely different game because the game was so disrespected. Oh, I can't imagine why with situations like this. It's, it's just the pub. But it, pub culture. It, it, it's the, it, but it's the west of British pub culture, unfortunately. It's the very west of it um, that you could imagine. Um, mm. So, yeah, it's just a, just a crap situation. I was, uh, 
I would love. So, so this is the fun part about this because if this, if if uh, English eight ball was actually respected, like if this happened in like football, for example, they would probably like raffle off that beer bottle and then give like fifty million dollars to charity. Somebody would buy that beer bottle. Like if that happened to like the like snooker, they would probably find a way to like raise money off that and make it like a positive story. But nobody cares about English eight ball. Yeah, uh, it's true. Yeah. I say this as somebody who knows that they don't care about nine ball either. Although I'll tell you what, Matchroom is doing some incredible things. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, it's a big step backwards. We'll see. Yeah, it's it's buggered it all up, unfortunately. Well, there you have it. Anything else we want to talk about? No. Sure no, I guess we'll be back. I guess we'll be back to talk about some more World Cup of Pool around about this time next week again. Yep. Yeah. How long is yeah. it? How long is the World Cup? How long is the World Cup of Pool on for? It must be on for about two weeks, no? No, is it it's no, Sunday? It's Sunday. Isn't it? it ends on Sunday. Yeah. It's only. It's I mean, there's that. only 15 total matches. They've already played what five? 15 total matches. No. It's single 20, elimination. 16. There's thirty. There's thirty-one total matches. Yeah. Oh, there's yeah. There's thirty-two teams. Yeah, thirty-two teams. There's thirty-two yeah. teams. No, I'll... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I was thinking there was sixteen teams. That yeah, my bad. Uh, but yeah, I mean, 30, thirty-one total matches, and five of them are already done. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we'll have a World Cup pool winner this time next week. Unless somebody throws a bottle of beer on the table. I'm not there. We're not suggesting that. Yeah, we're not suggesting. Yeah, the match please, going on right please do not do. Please do not say. <laughs> well, we, we, heard, we heard on the queue up network that if you throw a bottle of beer on the table, then everything's null and void. It's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I guess uh, your 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 pick of Austria is looking a little bit better. They're down two zero when you made that pick, and apparently uh, they heard you and said, "Oh, Jim's on our team. We better get going." So it's two to two now. So that is the match going on right now. I suggest everybody who's tuning in here. Head over to uh, DAZN or wherever you can watch in your country. That's exactly where I'm going. Yep, support Matchroom. They're doing great things, and they can only continue doing great things if we give them the support. Uh, with that being said, I hate DAZN, and I wish it would die in a fire. Uh, so I'm going to look into a different way of doing it because I literally hate DAZN more than anything else in the world at this point. But I'm going to continue with my DAZN subscription until I can find a new way to watch this because it's not great but we need to support matchroom so do it and we will be back next week and thank you everybody for tuning in and we'll see you next week